Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week, featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. Along with me, I always have the fellas, Jay Hill, John Lane, and Trey Ely. What's up, brothers? What up? Yeah. Chillin' chillin'. We also have a special guest with us today, um, our good brother, MC, and host of Copious Amounts, Camber. What up, bro? Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up, what up, what up? Yeah, Kane. We're going to do, do an official bio readout of him in the next segment, but I just wanted to make sure that he, you guys knew that we had a special guest on the show today, um, and we're going to get into all his stuff in the next segment. But this is the, the, the podcast where we talk sports, and we are artists and musicians who love sports. And let's get into the first subject of today, and that's the NFC East, or as we like to call it, the NFC Least. Least, 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 least. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. What just happened? <laughs> he put an echo on his own voice. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, he. Yeah, anyway, uh, who wins the NFC East at this point? And uh, Cowboys lost on Tuesday. Yay! Giants won. Uh-huh. Skins beat the Steelers. And oh, the Eagles. Man. That was like he ain't even. Yo, but he didn't even say it with flair. Like it was. Yeah, skins beat. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not, and the skins, and he said skins. That's the other thing too. The skins. Listen, so much I'm a, disrespect. I'm, I'm going to bleep it out anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it well, wasn't that have DJ noise. Wait, 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 wait. You know it wasn't that the Washington <laughs> Football Team won. It's that the Steelers lost. Damn, that's how I the saw. Cowboys lost. Ooh, that's disrespect. Continue. No, nah, Cowboys that, lost. Yeah, I, and, I, I can't accept that either. I know. Man. I knew you wouldn't, Trey. You don't have to I accept can't it. Accept that either, man. But if I said um, Dan no, Snyder says, boys, <laughs> then you can shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I definitely yeah. wouldn't accept it. Listen, yeah. listen. At the end of the day, drop passes cause football games. Steelers lost that game. You have to be in it. You have to be in the game. The boys played, man. You got to give it defense to played first for half. sure. I give you that defense played. You you were go, you were onto the Eagles. I was onto the Eagles, and the Eagles have benched their 126 million dollar player, <laughs> um, so they're looking befuddled. So let's get you guys take on who takes the NFC East at this point. Let's start with John. I still think the Giants take it. I was agree. Very incorrect about Colt McCoy. I did not think that he was going to be able to to uh, put together something to help them win a game in Seattle. I mean, I have Seattle winning the Super Bowl, for God's sakes. No, you don't. Uh, well, that's Damn. another topic. That's another topic. Okay. <laughs> um, I'd have them going to the NFC Championship. Let's just put it that way. But uh, the Giants are 
their defense is they have just been very very impressive the last five to six games they've won their last five out of six games and i think it's strictly on their defense which you could say about the washington football team as well so uh once daniel jones gets back i think the trend continues i think their offense will get better the defense will be a lot more stout um even though they have the toughest remaining schedule but um i think they're gonna i think they're gonna uh, have some more upsets the remainder uh the remainder of the season so i'm going with the giants giants okay uh trey um you know this is a tough one you know it's a it's a fight to the end to see who is trying you know not to win it really but i think the giants are going to pull it out because Colt McCoy is a solid backup. So I think that he will uh, keep the Giants at least on the path that they're, they were going. And um, Didn't you say the Cowboys last week? I thought it was going to be the, the Cowgirls. but Cowboys can't nah, run. They, they, they're just – They can't do anything. And they got a Hall of Famer, Zeke. They can't get right. They got a what? A Ain't Hall of Famer. What you say? Hall Wait, of Famer. What you say? Ain't He's a Hall of Fame cereal eater. I love it. Wow. <laughs> Hall of Fame of Jesus. That's ridiculous. That's what they had him touted as. Yeah, with that offensive line from three years ago. All right. Yeah, Hall of Fame His numbers cereal. have gone down every year since the last three years. And he likes to fumble this year for some reason. It's all right. But it's not nuts. He's not holding nuts. No. Anyway. Oh. Uh-oh. Wow. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> Campbell suit, you know, feed me. Like, you know. Wow. <laughs> That's just so wrong. All of the above. <laughs> Sorry, Trey. Carry on. Go ahead, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It already started. Yeah. We, we're like three minutes in. It's already gone. Off the road. I said the Giants. Yeah. I mean. Okay. J. Yeah, Hill, go ahead, man. <laughs> um, Now that we've hit week 12, which was my um, Cut off. end of the season. Oh, we still we still looming. It's still it's still are. possible. We, we <laughs> they shutting down states we now. Are. Like, it's possible. It's still, yeah, it's still possible. Uh, just to reference back. For those of you that are new, I, I predicted on probably our first, second show that we wouldn't get past week 12. So that's why we referenced it. So with that <laughs> By we, mind, we mean the NFL season, not our show. True. <laughs> <laughs> because the way it was worded. We told you one thing. Anything's possible. Trey, anything's possible. We can still, we can still be. <laughs> like one of y'all might, one of y'all might be holding out like Harden and just decide to walk the fuck off. <laughs> I, I will not I do this podcast anymore. Someone trade me to another unhinged Trade show. me for Micah, please. Trade me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, oh. sorry. All right. So we're going to have to change the title to Sports and Micah. Whoa. Oh, and no. And there we have it. That's first. I'm my own first artist list of the week. For options. Well, um, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Why you why wait time out? Why so early? <laughs> Just curious. Why so early in the show? Are, are we attacking people? All right, Jay, I, I don't please make your point because you ain't even made your right. fucking point yet. Go I know. Um, I'm going to say the Bengals football team. Oh wow. Okay. Um, because this is going to be that win that propels them at least in a uh, better direction, even if they don't end up really, really benefiting from it. You know, like they could seriously crash the rest of the year, but I think everyone else will as well. But they'll play better to end up with the best record in the least. So well, wait, they'll win it by default. Last week, John eloquently put out the rest of the schedules for each of the teams for the East, and we said 
that the Washington football team had one of the toughest schedules to finish the season. No, so they even, had this. They had this. They had the second, the second easiest. Second, second, second easiest? easiest. Oh, I thought yeah. it was second toughest. I thought it was second no. toughest. No, oh. it's from easiest okay. to hardest. It's Cowboys, Washington football team, Giants, Eagles. Oh, then definitely Washington football team. I can see that though. <laughs> definitely, yeah, I can see that. You said yeah. Eagles had the toughest schedule. Yep. Oh yeah, and the Eagles switched, is bad. They just switched to Jalen Hurts as quarterback. Yep. They're not going. Anywhere. They're writing off. I mean, the Eagles. I think Jalen's going to show out, but. It's not going to be good for them. Yeah, not with that offensive line. Nope. They're, not, writing, yeah. they're writing this one off. All right. So we got two for the Giants and one for the Washington football team. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Giants, too. I, I think the Giants, as an overall team, are probably the best to come out the East at this point. Like, I like I said before when we started, Washington barely won that game. That defense is the defense is proven. They're fourth in the league, you know. Um, but at the same time, if you can't really produce points, you can't win football games in this NFL. Like it just. It, but if it, we don't have to, but if we don't have to have as much field, that's where it comes in. That's what I was saying before. Like if defense stops them, because my initial statement was y'all wasn't even gonna let people get past the fifty. Defense didn't gel fast enough, but yeah. they about to start stepping the shit up. Here's the other thing, too, I don't know about that. is that Alex Smith, when Alex Smith starts and ends a game, he's 6-2. and two. This season? When, oh, just, yeah, last, uh, just he, in general. In. Just in general. He's 6-2 and two when he starts and ends a game. When he starts a game and, like, you know, gets injured, has to get taken out of the game, they're 2 and – I can't remember. I think they've only won two games since he's been here. Just two since he's. But you mean as a as a as a Washington football player? Yes, yeah, six, and, six two. and two. Yes. Yeah, that sounds six about and two. the number of games he played. I'm not in, I'm not impressed. But I'm saying that's <laughs> if you only have to get forty you yards, you want to impress me? Take the wheel, motherfucker. <laughs> you only got to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to impress me, Stevie? Take the wheel. Um, um, that's what I'm saying. If he only got to get forty yards because y'all made him punt to the fucking. 35, 40 yard line, I just got to get in field goal range. And then, you know, I mean, it might be some, it's not going to be Ravens type football where y'all winning like nine. Yeah, look, Alex Smith is a very, very smart, conservative yeah. quarterback. He knows how to manage a yeah. game. That's the thing about him. He's not going to, he's not a check down guy like Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Wait, wait, he's a you, very, call, you call a Patrick a check down guy? Whoa. Oh, well, I'm, Patrick I'm, Mahomes a check down guy? I don't understand what you don't think he is? He's airing it out. Uh, no. no. The dude is averaging has, 500 yards a game. He has, you can't he do has that checking no check that. Down. Yeah, he has no check down persona. He has a you very think, orthodox throwing motion that maybe looks like a check down, but he's just flinging it. <laughs> but no. If you well, consider 50 yards downfield checking down, then yeah, I agree with you. The, the main stand, number... That dude be airing it I, out. I, I, the I main number talking, that I, I was said... talking about Cam Newton. Oh. <laughs> oh. You can't well, just be no, naming black quarterbacks, bro. <laughs> you can't just be arbitrarily I mean, naming Randall black quarterbacks. Did you see Randall Cunningham last week? Did you see... Um, never mind. <laughs> Randall, but in, 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 in Warren Moon, event, brother, do you see Warren? In any event, Al, Alex Smith is he? He's a he's a guy who uh, is very conservative. He has a very conservative style of playing, and he'll win you games. It's just you want to have that assurance that you're gonna win a game. Like when Alex Smith is playing, you're you're basically biting your nails, hoping that you're gonna win the game, and we end up winning the game. Well, at this point, you're biting your nails, hoping he doesn't die out there. And at the end of the day, wait, wait. At the end of the day, too. 
at the end of the day, right? As a quarterback in a passing league, yo, shut up. Just pour some tussing on it. As a quarterback in a passing league, it it takes more than just managing at this point. You can't just manage the game. You have to be the number one player with the number one options to your disposal, right? Like, you have to be the guy that's making the decisions. Like, half the quarterbacks that are playing right now are calling plays on the field. They're not even which deferring is why to the offensive Alex coaches. Smith, which is why Alex Smith has been traded twice. But here's the thing about Alex Smith. Whenever he's traded, the person that takes over for him is always a young, uh, early 20-something-year-old player that plays in the style of what the of what the football season is. You know what I'm saying? Like, Colin Kaepernick was how old when he took over? He was 24, 25 years old. Patrick Mahomes was only in his second year when he took over. Dude, and now we got um, now we got Dwayne Haskins, who's he's gonna be 23 who? next but, year. But Alex <laughs> Smith is clean. He's, he's clean, that's he's smart. He's he's, he's the he great guy to mentor a young that's, quarterback. That's that don't that's mean he should be starting. Yo, I don't know if y'all Yo, I'm gonna interrupt, I'm gonna interrupt real quick. Uh oh, okay, good. Yo, Alex Smith is what Minshew wishes he was okay. Like yes, <laughs> I agree with that. Did I he just do a Jaguar shit. reference? He, she, yes, <laughs> I, yes. We, need, we gotta make we gotta mention that Cambridge is a Jaguars fan. No, For sure. Oh. That's the only way a quarterback from the Jaguars would ever get mentioned on this show. <laughs> the only way. So the wait, we're doing way. a podcast and we have a real live Bengals and a real live Jaguars fan in the same conversation? I don't know what's happening today. Yeah, but here's like, the only difference. The Jaguars were in the playoffs recently. <laughs> recently. And and and, the beat the Pits- and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Though, man. Hey. With they did. a sick right. um with a sick Freaking, they did. Who, who was your wide receiver? Who um, was your running back to? Was it Fournette? Uh, Fournette, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Ain't he gone? I, I don't. He yeah, is gone. He's in. He's in. Uh, he's in Tampa gone. Bay. He's in Tampa Bay now. So yeah, I don't but, know if y'all heard this little tidbit or uh, it, you know if there, there's really no truth because it's all rumors now. But would Washington be willing to pay for Dak? <laughs> what? <laughs> To do, no. Sorry, no, sorry. You mean, sorry. Yeah. You mean no. to, to do what? I mean to laugh. Would he, they be willing to he pay said, for Dak would Washington be willing to pay for Dick? Is what he said that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah. if they go to the host stroll, they would be willing to pay for Dick. Unfortunately, <laughs> that makes more sense than what he actually said. I know, right? <laughs> Just yeah. give Dak like give Dak four more years on his way out, and then the Redskins will pick him up. That's or the Washington football team will pick him up. That's what. Yeah, happens. I mean, wait, wait till mm. Dak Prescott turns thirty-eight, and then we'll pick him up. Right, maybe yeah, like Dak for Dick. That's be, that'd be the slogan, like, Dak for Dick. I just heard they, they were talking about. Should uh, we say pause at this point in the show? <laughs> no, no, no pausing. Um, they were talking about how like he's in, like he's in control now, like Jer- how Jerry, how Uncle Jerry fucked it all up, so he can really demand because his stock is going up. So it's yeah. like because they're losing, man. Right, but they, they now, but of course, everybody knows he's the reason not being there while they're losing. So But they were losing when he was there. They were losing Listen, when he was he, he was yeah, but yeah, yeah, but they but their offense is like drastically changed. Like they went from thirty some points to like they're barely even fourteen points a game now. Trey called them a couple weeks ago what they are. They're trash points because they don't count at the yeah. end of the game yeah. when you're scoring yeah, when the defense doesn't be playing anymore. Like 
I don't think Andy Dalton is is a is the answer, but he's not the worst thing to happen to the Dallas Cowboys. Legit. So Dax, his stock might have gone up, but not to a point where they're going to trade him. He's just going to be able to negotiate more money in the long run if he comes back and he shows out in training camp next year and he's healthy. Right. And they don't even know if that, that injury is going to be. He's not going to be back next year anyway. He might be back in the middle of next year. So uh, at the anyway. end of the day, we got three Giants. One Washington football team. Cameron, did you want to weigh in on who you think will take the NFC East, or you just want to stick with the Jaguar conversation? Um, <laughs> I'm going to weigh in, and I'm going to weigh in real quick. Um, I honestly think looking at the Washington football team's defense last week on Monday Night Football playing a playoff contender, I honestly think they got a shot at it because Alex Smith looks like he's going to form and play really well to get – you know, his team ahead. Once they I go to the so. playoffs, they're going to get their face smashed in. But I think, right. you know, getting there, I think I think they have the best chance. I really, really like the Giants. Um, I love their quarterback, super young, and just, you know, trying to make plays on the field is a big, big deal. But Alex Smith knows how to make plays on the field. And the defense is going to kind of save him from having to go out there and play too many hours, or I mean too many minutes. So, um I, I like the Washington football team. Fair point. And I, yeah, I mean, saying, he's, he's basically saying the same thing we are about Alex Smith. He's just he's just a smart – he's a very, very smart quarterback. I'm just afraid to watch him get hit because, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, well, his foot was – his leg was bleeding almost, last week. His almost, leg was bleeding. But that was Yo, that scared me, but it was the, the opposite field. leg. Yeah, yeah, for he sure, literally for sure. almost died on the field, man. Yeah, he That's, literally he like comeback dude, player of the century. Only yeah. Only horseshoes and grenades. So, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on to the next subject, and that is <laughs> the NBA. And uh, we all know about the blockbuster trade that happened between Houston and the Washington Wizards. Um, now the conversation has shifted from the trade to compatibility. Now, do we think that Westbrook and Bill will be able to work together and produce wins and p- potentially a playoff run? Um, let's start with Jay Hill, since you have the Washington Wizards backdrop. Uh, yes. Does that make you like a cowboy, or you play for the team? Wow! <laughs> I'm just joking. Damn! Silence, <laughs> man. Trade me. Trade me. Get this. I, I just wanted. This. I wanted his lights to go off in the background when he said, "Trade me." It's like trade right. me, trade me. <laughs> um, I, I think they will because I think Russ understands, despite him being a superstar in his own right, um, he's not coming to a team. In a complete rebuild setup, it's more its more like, y'all have a superstar? Can I play with your superstar? Yeah, I can do that. Didn't that happen? Just, it did, but Harden is a completely different personality. You talking about with and one? I mean, oh. calling that, but oh. that's not really. Is that, you know, I, I actually heard a, uh, an interview with, um, with Russ where he said he understood where he was in D.C., and that he he wanted to come here because he wanted to play with Bill. Yeah. And knowing the type of player that Bill is, exactly. He wants to be able to fit into the scheme so yep. that they can both work together. Because and the I whole think, question is the whole question has been, can Russell Westbrook coexist? Can can he with coexist? Can can, with a, can with he, another star? Can he not can can he not want the ball all the time? Right. 
This, this and we've, seen, we've seen the practices. We've seen the practices so far. He's facilitating. You know, Trey. You know, Trey is big on practices. But at the but I wait. Think the, I think the <laughs> thing ahead, about Jay. it. I think the hold. No, I think the wow. thing about it is. Wait a minute. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> practice. We talking about practice. Uh, Not the game. <laughs> Not the game. But practice. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like the the thing is these people have been recruiting all season like that's what we know now as much as they talk to each other as much as they interact especially in the bubble he had a chance i mean russ wasn't there at the beginning because he had covid uh but every they've been talking to each other all the time so there's so much conversation like at the all-star games they, we got we got um stories of bill was trying to recruit people so i don't think like people see him of course in nearly the same light that they see harden of course. Oh, for sure, no. So, I mean, that's one thing. But they know he is a reputable, like, good player. Great almost. But, you know, he – he, I can play with him. Sure. I'll, I'll go there. So, that's where we are. This this whole notion that Westbrook isn't a team-first or team-oriented player is really weird to me. It came from I've John. never heard that before. It came from John. John made that I've, shit up. I've never heard that before. I, John, people, John people Lane have all John of a sudden. Moore. John Lane. John Lane made that shit up. He talked to Woj. He talked to Woj. He was like, yo, run it. Everybody, uh, keeps, everybody uh-huh. keeps saying that, and I don't get it either because I've never seen uh, an, an instance where, I mean, the guy puts up a triple-double every other game. That includes so, assists. He averaged a triple-double so, so for two years. John, John the <laughs> yeah, reality Harden, is the, the reality is the fallout what? between Durant and Westbrook, everybody blamed on Westbrook. And right, wrong, or indifferent. That's well, that's because everybody from. thought that uh, Durant was the nice guy and the, right. um, Westbrook was the asshole. And then you find out because that it, actually Durant's a bit around. of an asshole. <laughs> right, right. And <laughs> if, you look, if you look back, if you look back, when Durant had his like MVP season and all that type of stuff, who was his point guard? Right. Uh, listen, Westbrook that. was the one getting him the ball. No so argument there. So you know, I, think, I mean, I think I want to chime in real quick. Like when you have Westbrook and you have Durant and they're in the same conversation, the one thing that separates them is Durant has been proven as a closer, and to have a closer on your team is a huge deal because it's like, who's going to take the ball? When Westbrook took the ball, he didn't close. When Durant took the ball, he went to Golden State and closed. He closed for that whole team. Well, yeah. And you talking about stars on that team. You know what I mean? Like, But he didn't Curry. have to close on that team. That's the and, other thing, too. And we all like, know yes, historically. He got him, and he, he closed. Yeah, and he, we all know historically that Westbrook is not the greatest shooter. Like, he can, right. he can but, drive. Right. He can finish. Right. But he's not but the greatest shooter. But here's the other thing. Uh, KD, KD admitted, KD admitted that like, just a little better than John Wall. Seriously, he's second KD to last. admitted that when I he went, it. he went to Golden State because he said that he felt like he was having to do everything at at, at OKC. He felt like he had to like be honest. the one to. Yeah, he felt like he was just the like one. Honest. He was the one that had to, you know, go down in the paint. And, he and draw fouls. He, he had to be the outside you're seven, you're and he had seven to be the feet closer. tall. <laughs> right. What else you but supposed he, to do, you tall fuck? You but that's, to but that's why, that's why But you want the MVP award. You want the MVP award, but you complain about having to do everything. That's why West, he and Westbrook didn't get along, because Westbrook took offense to that shit. He was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you wanted the ball all the time. Listen, Westbrook has been proven as a defender. He's been proven as a facilitator. He can rebound. And he can drive. 
He's about to come yep. here and, and make some noise. And he's about to show all that out in the yes. next season. And you're going to see. But he, I mean, he can't wait. But he has to close. He has to close. He doesn't because no, you got Bill. Bill. Bill can close. No, close. he's not going to close. Bill's Bill going to close. close. That's where you're wrong, Henry. Bill has to close. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Now, when they double him, and when they key on yeah. him, that's when it's going to show. Like, but yeah. but now, is it Bill's team? Is it Bill's team or is it Westbrook's team? We had this conversation last week. It's definitely Bill's team. It's Bill's team. It is. definitely Bill's team. It's like the, the argument that we were having last week is that it's definitely Bill's team, but Westbrook does play the point guard, so he runs the plays. But right. when you talk about who takes the shot, who takes the last shot, who the team runs through, it's going to be mm-hmm. Bill when yeah. it comes down to that shot, if it comes down to that shot. Now, I am a firm believer that Westbrook will still get his numbers. He'll still be averaging around a triple-double because that's just what he does. He'll still have right. almost 9 to 10 turnovers a game, but he'll be able to facilitate, and I think they'll want to be in over 500 this year. Yeah, he got so, uh, my, so he got my last question. My last question. Shoes. So, if we have the opportunity to take Harden or we take Bill, who do you guys take? Bill. Bill. Really? Yes. Yeah. We, we don't like Harden that much on this show. Harden, Harden I love can't that. Play. I love that. Harden can't play with, with Westbrook. We've already Harden, seen it. Harden, is, Harden can't play with times. anybody but Harden. He's not. Right. It's wrong to it's wrong to say he's a one-dimensional <laughs> player, but he doesn't have anything to offer on the back on the defense. So it's like Harden needs to go to the Grizzlies. Or he, like that. Wow. I'm not gonna say he cherry picks. <laughs> John Moran. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? John, John, so, so he can be the man there, or he I needs mean, to, go to the, is the guy there. To the, he like, need to go Sacramento. Uh, he, he need to go. He need to go to no. Yeah, Harden needs to go to that Barry Farms tournament that they have. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god! Jeez. Or the Bulls. He this man to go to Barry or the Bulls. Yeah, and who's on the Bulls? Nobody plays for the Bulls. He can play with Zach. He play with Zach Levine though. Otto Porter Jr. Play with Zach, but again, he's not going anywhere because nobody wants to give up what is necessary to get him. It's not that nobody. Not, on, not only that, Jay, they know like how much he's going to cost. He's going to cost a lot. He's going to cost the team a lot. And yeah, the Bulls it, don't really it, have anything to trade for, then it, really. Then it boils down to your ego. Then it's like, all right, are you willing to take this so that they can build somebody and get somebody else to play with you, or you just want to play solo ball like you've been doing in Houston? I hope he gets so, traded to okay. the Nets. <laughs> I would love to see that. To the Nets? Yes, I would to love to see. watch that team combust? That's what you want to see? Between he, Durant, and Kyrie, I want to see that. But it wouldn't happen. Like, but the Nets aren't problem. stupid enough for that. The Nets are like, yo. Yeah, the, based, like, on the trade, based on the trade, they want, gonna, they want KD or Kyrie yeah, to go to the Houston. On the, on the opposite plane. So Kyrie's right. going to you're going to get there. Yo, where's Kyrie? Uh, he went to Houston because you came in, you idiot. What was you expecting? Why would you get That's a good segue into our next subject because now we're still talking about Harden and we're talking about shopping Harden and where he would go. Nobody seems to want to take him because of like Farms, what Jay says. Man. The, uh, shut up. Nobody <laughs> seems to want to talk about him either. So let's move on. But Jay mentioned it. We you don't have to spend a lot of time on it. We just spent three minutes past the time talking about this anyway. Like we already know that Harden's contract. Nobody wants to take it without him them giving up a, a substantial pick and a trade. So that conversation is kind of dead in the water. I, I think mean, he'll start. He's going to be in Houston. Huh? He's a proven scorer. So it's just a matter He's going to go like, to the Heat. Yeah, but he's also a proven oh, non-defender. You're yes. going to ruin that chemistry they have there. I mean, yeah, who would you give up for? Him? I can see him. Who would you give up for? Because Jimmy Bam? doesn't. Deb- Bam just resigned. Jimmy? Well, Jimmy I mean, not going nowhere. Jimmy ain't going nowhere. It would be Bam. I had to give up some picks. Bam. Bam just Jimmy resigned. Butler. 
Jimmy Butler. No, they, Jimmy they're going to give up that trip to the Eastern Conference Finals they enjoyed Sign last season. Yeah, I just resigned. I'll yeah. take all. Yeah, you know, I'll take all that money. I mean, Harden got a lot of money coming his way, so it's going. It's going to have to be something like they I, said, the King's ransom. I can't honestly see that trade happening. Me neither. Run that he that the but Heat made last year. For some reason, no I way. see it. Moving on. I don't see Pat or, Riley doing it. <laughs> they're going to give up deep playoff runs. That's the thing. I don't. I don't <sighs> see. I just don't see Pat Riley being. I see Danny Ainge doing it because Danny Ainge Ooh. blows up teams. Ooh. Danny A's don't give a fuck. Shit. He's going Damn. to the Knicks. Oh. Let's move on. He's going <laughs> to the Knicks. Knicks got a squad, bro. I don't think they're going to do that. Knicks, Knicks are slowly, low-key building a squad up there. I don't know if they're going to be willing to do that with the, with the players they're picking up and the way they're looking. They got a lot of young talent. Young, young talent, talent man. It's a couple teams out there that got a lot of young talent, Houston, and Houston they keep these teams together. In that, but the Knicks wouldn't be that stupid. I can't see. I can't. Would they? Like, okay, Wait a minute. Who's running the Knicks? Exactly. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, I'll mention that today Paul George also got paid. He got his twenty uh, two hundred twenty-six million dollar five-year max deal, and right. his aid. He got his aid. Wow. For no reason. <laughs> like, ugh. yeah, they're they're calling it the uh, they're calling it the up three one deal. I don't know what that means. Oh, golly, oh. damn. That's that's cold. Yeah, that's cold. Yeah. They call him the I don't know if y'all saw, but he's also thrown um he's also thrown Doc Rivers under the bus now. Yeah, but he, he saw Doc Rivers. What? I no, I didn't see I didn't that. see that either. Oh, yeah. Doc, saying, oh, yeah. He said the reason we lost is because they never changed the game plan. Yeah, but you hear he what, he, what Doc Rivers said? Well, the game plan involved you shooting the shot, so son. But Doc River Doc yeah. Rivers said Doc Rivers he's, said, Well, Ty Lue was there when I was there and he's the coach now, so ain't nothing gonna change. Oh wow! <laughs> you still, hey, at the end of the day, you still got to make the shot. Yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> you still have right. to make the, the shot. So shit. he should have changed the game plan and put you on the bench, PG. Damn. Well, enjoy that two hundred twenty-six million. That's he a will. lot of money to pay somebody that freezes up. He does not want to the, leave LA. But he says anyway. he owes them a championship. Realistically, I don't see that happening, even with Quad Air. That's just me. Like he I, they owes still got to go to the Lakers. Twenty six million. They got to go to the Lakers. I can see it happen. How? They got to go to the Lakers. They get, if they get the right four, they don't need a five. But they Give the me right the other four, two. Name me the other two. If they got, let's say, a bam. They, bam not going the, anywhere. Name me but the other two. <laughs> they would have. They just paid this dude the max. They paid Kawhi. Name me the other two players that are open. Or they would have to trade for with the contracts that they it's not just be signed. Immediate. It's not going to be immediate. It's, oh shit! <laughs> oh lord! Oh lord! You know who they let's get? Move to, no, you know who let's move get? on to. You know who they get? You gonna get Bronny? Boom! You talking about two thousand twenty-three? I should yeah, smack the shit out you. <laughs> I told you. I said it's not gonna be right away. No way, man. No how. Come on, Jay. What? Do, this is not fantasy. What, do, what is this? The Twilight Zone, nigga? Like this, not going to happen. What you fantasy saying? basketball is <laughs> in real life. I'm real saying, life I'm basketball. saying the N word too much. We're going to have to. Unhinged is going to be mad at us. This week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. We can't air that. You guys are talking too too outrageous about basketball. No way that it happens. They they have to go through the Lakers. Yeah. And you saw what happened. They can't do it. It's impossible with that tandem. They can't do it. Camber, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> no, I do, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying nothing. Please do. Please, please speak your mind. 
<laughs> oh man, it's a judge-free zone, as you can see. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you look. It's open. I I hate to say it, but I mean, I don't I don't see any other option of any basketball team succeeding because the Lakers take it all. Thank for the next year. I agree. Yeah, see I mean, there's no disagreeing there. Los um, Angeles. I, I cannot disagree with that, man. I think the I Lakers take it all next year. Uh, the year follow. I mean, the thing that's going to hurt <laughs> the dynasty. The go. thing that's going to hurt the Lakers is health. COVID going yep. over. You know, like you said, health. Um, mm-hmm. But it, as long as they're healthy um, and their bench retarded, it's the reason they won the championship. You know, retarded. What I'm saying? And they yes. only made it better it, this offseason. They made it yeah, better. Yeah, and so. I, I, I don't know who you put up against them. Um, they they made it better by getting rid of Dwight Howard. That's for sure. Right. Yo, here we right. go. Here we go. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I don't even know what happened. I don't even know why you brought I'm him sorry. up. Like He's I'm not sorry. even relevant. <laughs> he plays for the 76ers now. Leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> right. You know what, though? Uh, uh. Bra- Braun did a favor to him and got him his ring and said, all right, you know, we appreciate everything you do, who you are, and get oh, your ring. True. All right. And we're going to keep it moving. Realistically, <laughs> realistically, <laughs> realistically, what happened was they had a lot of players sign one-year options. All those players that signed one-year options got better deals from other teams because of how they played with the Lakers this year. So right. the uh, White got paid. Alonzo uh, got paid. Yeah. Uh, I'm still uh, curious. Rondo, not Alonzo. On, 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 wow. on the ring topic, I'm still curious if they're going to give DeMarcus his ring, if he gets the ring. He gets one because they they say Avery Bradley shouldn't get a ring because he didn't play, even though he got. He played in the playoffs. No, he didn't. No, he, he played, didn't. He he, he, sat he out. opted out of the bubble. He sat out oh, yeah. for his family. Yeah. So that's about. why they're like he don't deserve one. Like yo, he helped y'all get to the record that y'all. What the fuck? Like, that doesn't all make right. sense. Well, all right. Lakers gonna take it. I agree with Camber. That's why I have the hat on. Good point. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> let's just yeah. let's. Do, I'm gonna do an honorable mention on, on boxing. Um, Anthony Joshua is defending his titles this weekend uh, on Dan's app, or I think it's UK Sports. If you guys are interested in watching the fight, I think it's showing at 5:30 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. I hope that he gets knocked out. That's all I'll yeah. say. Well, already then. <laughs> he doesn't have a chin. He's, he's a whack. <laughs> he's he's horrible. He's a horrible champion. He should. Yeah. He won't fight Fury. He just talks about it. He actually trashed Fury in an uh, interview recently, and he trashed. You Wilder. said you weren't going to talk about it. It's true. Sorry. <laughs> On that note, we take a break. <laughs> we come back. We'll have more sports and things. <laughs> Yo, yo, this is Michael Robinson with Sports and Things. In case you were wondering how to find us online, uh, you can go to Instagram and Facebook and find us at Sports and Things, S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z. That's at Sports and Things on Instagram and Facebook. If you're on Twitter, you can find us there too, at I-Z Sports. That's capital I, capital Z, S-P-O-R-T-Z, at I-Z Sports. And there, you can find the latest updates and just generally connect with the Sports and Things team. So go on over there when you can. Make sure you hit that follow button if you haven't already. And I'll see you there. But for now, back to the episode. Peace. And 
again. Welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into our next segment. And we have a special guest that you guys heard in the first segment. But I want to properly introduce the brother because he's done a lot of stuff. He's a he's a staple in the D.C. music scene. Our brother Camber, a.k.a. Al Green, was born in... Low budget. There you go. Was born in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Also, uh, creator and host of Copious Amounts, which is a dope... Um, on, it's online show, correct? I don't want to say it incorrectly. But you do it on it's YouTube? A, or? It's a cooking show on YouTube, Facebook, any social media online. There you yeah. go. Um, also, he has a new album out, Blunt Force Trauma. You guys got to check it out. It's available yeah. on all social, I mean, all media pla- platforms, I'm sure. Um, yes. We'll talk about that. We'll get into that record, too. And he also is the uh, he's co-running an independent label, Hummer Monarchs, with a uh, fellow low-budget crew member, DJ Roddy Rod. So, yeah. welcome to the show, Roddy Rod. Thank, Thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Glad to have you welcome on to the show, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yo, if I could drop the bombs that made Jay Lane mad when um, Fife Dog <laughs> was um... wow, <laughs> I, I Yo, would drop that bomb right that? now. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, since we've been talking, we've been, we've been kind of hovering around the last couple of weeks. Camber's also been one of the featured artists on the DC Loves Dilla show that we did. 10 years running in D.C. He was yeah. also a part of that. So that's the, the little tidbit that he just kind of dropped in there for you guys. I'm, you know, we, we're going to get into that show. We keep talking about it, but I just wanted to mention that real quick. Welcome to the show, Camber. Thank you for coming on. Uh, man, that, that joint, <laughs> it, it didn't really bother me until I listened to the playback and Munch hit me. He was like, yo, who the fuck keeps dropping those bombs? I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, listen to the recording. I listened to the recording. It was like every 20 seconds throughout the whole show that somebody was dropping like when when uh when uh uh fife when fife got on there dropping bomb when grappler was on the mic dropping bomb when uh illa j was on i was like fuck that's fucking that must be fucking roddy rod that's gotta be roddy rod and so i told Roddy, i was like come on man what the fuck man y'all you mean you messing up this whole vibe and he sent me uh he sent me uh an email back he's like yo man my bad man my, my bus man i'm sorry you know, we just we, thing just kind of got out of hand, and I apologize. And you know, just 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 to make up for it, man, I, I wanted to send y'all a beat, and he attached the beat, and I played it. It was a fucking bomb. <laughs> 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 you know, I shout out, ass off, shout out to DJ Roddy Rod for that. That's yes. that's a good brother. Yo, um, that shit so, was hilarious, man. That sounds gonna... like something he would do. Like that, yep. that's definitely a Roddy Rod move. <laughs> Let's get into some <laughs> questions because you want to get into like your career and how you got okay. started. And I'll lead off with the first question. Um, yeah. We, we, we mentioned that you have a cooking show. You're also a very talented MC. At what age did you realize or that you had an affinity for cooking and music? Two part question. And when did you realize that they could coexist in, you know, how you how so, you present them? So cooking, I wasn't really into cooking. Um, I was a bartender. I was making drinks, it was a really easy schedule for me because I was an artist and I had to, you know, go on tour and do things. You guys know what working with Odyssey is like. So, you know, I was bouncing around and eventually I um, took a different path and said, hey, you know, I'm going to take my food serious and my art serious, but I need to have, you know, money to be able to support that. So in doing that, I went and started managing restaurants and in managing restaurants, it gave me like a little bit of money and a little bit of leeway. So I said, Hey, I'm going to take both of these and exercise them in two paths. I'll take the money that I'm getting, 
put it towards, you know, my music and take the rest of the money, pay the bills, make sure the family's straight. But in doing that, um, I've been cooking forever and I've been making drinks forever. It all kind of came together once I, um, I found a common ground to say, hey, the beverage side is cool. The music is cool, but I'm always cooking. I'm at home cooking. I'm a father of three kids, uh, 19 and 15. I got a 19-year-old daughter, two 15-year-old twin boys. And I had to feed them every day yeah. for all of these years. So in feeding them, they was like, Daddy, all you make is chicken and rice. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I can broil some chicken to do something. But it got me to, okay, well, what can I do for them to make them appreciate food? And I just started looking up ingredients and looking up recipes and cooking those when I was home. And we would cook them together and we would do things that we never did before. And that kind of led me to copious amounts, especially this year during quarantine, because I was able to toy with a bunch of recipes and say, hey, what can I do that's next level? What can I do that's different than what you're cooking at home that you can cook at home? And the two kind of came together and it was being able to talk to Wayna, talk to Kokai, talk to Nia Khan, talk to you guys, talk to a bunch of people that I established these relationships with and say, hey, come to my show. Once you get here, we're going to make something not only have you never made before, but I've never made before. I did homework on it. You guys know what it's like doing homework. And that kind of fused my cooking love as well as my love for the art scene. Dope, dope. What, what was the place he was managing? Um, what, what restaurant were you managing? Right now? Uh, before you started the copious amounts. Were you, you, you so, were at the National Harbor? I'm at National Harbor. I managed three restaurants. One I just shut down because gotcha. of COVID. Uh, it was a quick service restaurant. Uh, last year, October 31st, we opened. We did Detroit-style pizza. Uh, no one will ever know this, but you guys, I'll tell you this. They wanted me to do a pizza by the slice, and I didn't want to do New York pizza by the slice. So <laughs> I wanted to do something that was different. So I did Dilla Detroit pizza. Um, a lot of people don't know that Detroit pizza is a certain way. And so I took my love for food and infused it into something that a lot of people were funding and said, Hey, yo, I'm going to do something that my audience can identify with. And it's a deep, it's a deep dish pizza. You put Parmesan on crust and it's. I miss that. Wow. Yeah. And, and it was my it was it was kind Being of at like, the arena is it's Dilla donuts uh. but in Detroit I'm sure Dilla went and got a bunch of slices of Detroit pizza because you can't find it anywhere else so that was my old to wow. making something happen in the National Harbor that's dope wow I never even seen it I live over here and I haven't even seen it <laughs> Damn, yeah, man. I mean, that's but just it's closed, closed now. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's closed now. Yeah. yeah, but if you go to episode like, I miss one, Uno's. That's announced. why I'm like deep dish. Oh man, hell yeah! Like, I, yeah. I would have definitely indulged in that. But the deep dish pizza in Detroit is different because they different get Chicago, right? They get a real airy dough, and in that dough, you put all your toppings on top, and then you drizzle sauce on the top. Put Parmesan cheese around the edges of the pan. Each pan costs like eight bucks. Wow. So 
you think right. about eight bucks times 400 pizzas going out every day. It's yeah. a lot of money for pants. For sure. But at the end of the day, you don't sacrifice quality for product, you know? So Bingo. Nice. Gotcha. Uh, who's next? Trey. Um, yeah. So, um, your group copious. Of, I mean, your show. <laughs> my bad. Wake up, your Trey. Sh- <laughs> your show copious amounts. Uh, how did it get started? So, gadget. Shout out to Skype Williams. Shout out to Gadget. He had the idea of because he saw me cook. He's he's come to my house a bunch of times. Gadget's been filming me since two thousand five, and probably before that. I mean, he has, shout out to Gadget, man. Yo, yeah. yo, for real. And he was like, yo, food, food, food. Let's do food. Let's do food. And I just never had the avenue to kind of do it. Um, This year, when everything hit, my restaurants closed down. So I was like, oh, well, I got these closed restaurants, but I'm still running them, even though, you know, no one's in them. Let's shoot a video. So we shot a video on Bob 45 with Roddy Rod. Um, We shot more stuff. And I said, hey, I was like, I got this pizza spot out open. I got the other places I run. I run three places in National Harbor. So I say, hey, let's just film the show here. We close at six. We'll start at eight. We'll film till 12. And the Monday that just passed, we filmed our 17th episode. And we're filming 18 on this Monday coming. So that was the um, last one was was with the Grap Lover? No, the, the last episode that's out was with the Grap Lover. The last episode that we shot, uh, so Grab Lovers on episode ten, we filmed episode. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Right. Yeah, so they, they got it you books. way ahead. You way yeah, ahead. They got it. Yeah. They got it stacked. How many? Nice. You, how many are you doing before you take a break? Uh, we're gonna do twenty. Okay. We're gonna do twenty, and okay. we're gonna do a bonus episode. Um, I'm gonna put it out there right now. Musina's gonna come through for our bonus episode. That's gonna nice. be the mm. New Year's episode. Mm. But um. I just wanted to highlight our area. Uh, it started off with me just kind of making food, but we said, hey, like this might be an avenue for us to bring people through. So uh, we had D Dot come through, the mad rapper you guys know. Yep. Um, he came and shut it down. Uh, Roddy Rod's been a part of the show, Grap Lover, Wayna, uh, just a bunch of people. And, you know, everyone hits me up and is like, yo, when can I come to the show? And we say, hey, you're coming <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Like yeah. everybody, everybody in the district is coming to the show. It's just, you know, we're going to pick and choose who we have come through now, especially with the environment we're in. Uh, last Monday, we had the honor of Kokai coming through the show and he absolutely came down and shut it down. Jeez. So, uh, I mean, you guys know XOYU was there, the, you know, nice. two thirds of Diamond District. Um, yeah. We're just trying to get our area on, man. And I said, you know what? I could do this cooking show and be on TV or whatever platform all day long, but I'd rather showcase the area. And that's what we do. So everybody that comes through, I send them a list and they send me their dietary restrictions. I create a menu, send it to them. They send it back to me. Uh, We work with it. We go back and forth all week long. Saturday and Sunday, I don't sleep. Monday, we set up and we shoot for four hours and it's been one of the best things that I've ever done in my life, man. Like nice. I'm really proud of copious amounts. Yo, I, I always Yo. imagine that the conversations be like, <laughs> you send the menu, they're like, we gonna eat, like you gonna eat, <laughs> like yeah. you gonna eat, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you gonna eat. 
Yeah, that's not an old name, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, everybody comes through and they're like, yo, I'm starving. And I'm like, yo, don't come through starving. So when y'all come through copious amounts, right. don't come through hungry because everything moves kind of fast because yeah, gotcha. we have four or five hours. So taste yeah. it, pass it. But the gotcha. behind the scenes staff of copious amounts, they eat really good because we keep <laughs> filming and they get to eat everything we cook. So nice, it's cool. Nice. 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 Yeah. Trey. All right, I got the next question. Um, so, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> what what made you begin rapping? And um, you can't say because you spit hot fire. That answer's already taken. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Spell my name. <laughs> so, like all of you, I grew up in the music industry. Um, my grandmother had a church on Atlantic Street, Southeast, um, uh, right around the corner from Xenia Street, Baptist Ooh. Church. It's still there right now. I grew up in the church with my mom and my grandmother and my uncles. And again, we were in the heart of Southeast. So being in that heart, once we left church, things didn't look like church. But oh, yeah. it's still... For oh, real. It still looked like music. It still looked like love. And they did a really, really good job of molding me and saying, hey, you know, go for what you got. So in going for what I had, I still came back to music. You know, my my uncle was the drum major for Howard University. My other uncle was a wide receiver for wow. Howard University. Uh, my other uncle, I got five uncles and one auntie, but she's not my auntie. She's actually my mom. But it's like beautiful because it was seven of them just making sure that they had a path for me to move forward. So um, being a revolutionary and being, you know, super empowered with music, I just went for music. I, I, I played basketball uh, four years, started varsity. And when I wasn't playing basketball, I didn't play football. I was in the band. So I had a love for music and a love for sports. Which, what instrument you know, did you play in the band? Man, I was drumline section leader's son. I was out here. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Come on. You thought he was going to say flu, didn't you? <laughs> John Lane, I'll tell you. Piccolo. It's so Piccolo. Funny. I played I play snare my first three years and my fourth year. They were like, oh, you've been playing snare all these years. And I was like, well, I'm going to play bass this year. And I had the big, big daddy bass. And they demoted you? No. Shit. I I took it on myself. <laughs> I was like, yo, okay. they always complain about playing bass. And I was like, yo, this year for my senior year. But I always wanted to play bass because I love the black. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, we just what, uh, how many how many bass drums did y'all have in your high school? We had. So, all right, I'm going to tell you a funny story. I, I moved to Jacksonville my second year of school in high school. So I went from um, really tiptoey band in Jersey to we rock Nike sweatsuits and Nike headbands in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, <laughs> they were blue and white. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, you know. Tilted, I, the tilted I, headband. Right. And I learned about <laughs> flair. Yeah, and man. I learned about style. And yeah. I remember going to uh, the Southern game. And I was like, yo, what oh, are we doing God. here? We had the Southern game. Wow. And I was, like, I was like, I don't know any mm. of these football teams. And it was like, we're not here. For the football game. Nope. We're here for the halftime show. Right. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, all right, I understand what's going on now. So 
during the football season instead of getting my ass broke up because I was light skinned. They nicknamed me Slow Motion when I moved down there. <laughs> Straight up. Damn. So I so I played basketball while I was in Florida, and when I wasn't playing basketball, I was on a I was on a band, and you know, my last year, I was like, "Yo, I want to play bass," and I just kind of always wanted to do it. I wanted to carry it in wow. and be like, "Yo, right. like I'm the drum section leader. Y'all take it because I molded y'all. I'm gonna hold the heaviest drum out here, and this is how we gonna go out." Wow, that's dope, Super man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, and you went that's down to the south, of, and that south is where all that you know high stepping and all that stuff comes from. Yeah, that's where all that high stepping comes from. Everything, man. That's dope, man. Um, so I, I've always wanted to like, like I, I, I remember the original members of Low Budget from when yeah. y'all started, and I know that it, it's it's kind of changed just a little bit throughout throughout the years. Could you first tell? everybody who the current members of low budget are and and then tell everyone how did low budget come to be what is the origin of low budget so the current members of low budget will be the forever members of low budget Hmm. i want to say that first um we are people we go through things things happen Mm -hmm. and in those things happening when I think about the beginning and becoming a part of low budget, it was a beautiful process. Um, I remember going to Odyssey's house and he was in his mom's basement and Cy Young sent me there to get beats. And I recorded a whole EP album with Odyssey that never came out. Like he was, he was more so like kind of fine tuning me. And then when I left him, got dumped off at Kev Brown's house. And then being at Kev Brown's house, he was like, oh, you make beats now? I'm going to show you how to make beats. And then it was the combination of the two. And then it was like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I started, you know, making music on my own. But the low-budget crew started from this mixtape that I got on cassette tape, and I popped it in. And it was a beat from Ken Wood, and Ooh. it was a verse wow. from Kev Brown. And I just remember um, Kev saying, like, with the strength of God, I hope I stay sharp as nails. You know, like, he was grounded. Like, if you were to fall on those nails, you would die. And I just remember being a part of that upcoming and saying, hey, this is the crew that I kind of want to be with. They're making dope music. I'm just going to follow them everywhere. So that's exactly what I did. I followed them everywhere. And it came to a point where Quartermain was like, I'm doing the show at Garage. Um, You guys remember Garage? Hell yeah. Yeah. And this is before Cy Young started promoting it. Once we got to Garage, um, it was shows happening. And and Quartermain was like, yo, I'm going to give you this slot. Like, solidify your spot. So I came in. And I performed all the stuff that Odyssey and I did together. And Kev Brown was in the DJ booth because it was right behind the stage with DJ Roddy Rod. And he was ad-libbing my vocals of stuff he had never heard before. So I was like, (laughs) nice. Damn. (laughs) And I was, I literally was like, okay, like I paid all these money for these beats and all this stuff. Okay, here I am a part of a crew that, I didn't buy my way into, I worked my way into, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
And man, I just I, I, let me let me just say if if you if somebody says you need to go and get beats from Odyssey, and then Odyssey says, "All right, now you need to go see Kev Brown." You gotta be a badass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that that shit does not. I mean, that's like that's like going to Pete Rock's house and Pete Rock sending you to Dilla's house. Yeah. Especially because Amir don't like people. So, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No. The fact that you got in is, I was, is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that's people. I, I remember, I remember him and Unknown sitting on the couch, and I would come through, and he was like, "Yo, I got a session," and I would come through. Me and Unknown would kick it. Me and Odyssey would kick it. Sometimes I brought my daughter. She was like one or two at the time, and we literally just like made music. And I was like, "Yo, how do I perfect my music?" And Odyssey is great at that. We had a record called Crylon Craft, where he gave me a book about graffiti, and I read this entire book. And then I wrote a rhyme about graffiti and what it means to hip hop culture. And Stretch and Bobito posted it. Like this was uh, wow. Frank William Jr. posted it. Like everybody like made like little covers for it and posted it because they were like, yo, this is what hip hop is. And this is like 2004. So for me, like trying to get my way in the game, I was like, yo, what a great opportunity. And then me, Odyssey and Kev, um, we all went on tour in Europe because Odyssey was like solidifying his spot in Europe. So he was taking everyone there, but he had took Kev there and then he took us there. And right. when I tell you we were on the kitchen floor with the oven open in this flat that was <laughs> 600 square feet. Mm-hmm. Just to be there. And we were saying, Hey man, we know we, me and Dennis were me and Dennis I, the same thing. <laughs> look, let me tell you something. No reelection of the point in question. <laughs> the year before, the year before, Kev had went on tour with Bahamadia with Roddy Rod and, you know, a bunch of other stars. And we're sleeping on the kitchen floor. And Kev was like, man, this is some bullshit. I ain't supposed to be sleeping on the floor. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to sleep right here because it's the best sleep I'm going to get all night long. But it's right. different calibers of artists. And I'll say one more quick thing and then we can move on. I'll never forget we were in Paris at a sold-out show. And being in that show, Odyssey went on first. And I know in his heart he went to go crush it. And Kev came out, and he had the hottest record of, you know, the past five years, especially I Do What I Do. It wasn't I Do What I Do. It was a touch of jazz. Oh, Touch of Jazz. It was Albany and all of that. And when he dropped those records, I mean, the crowd went absolutely eight nuts. And Odyssey looked at me and he was like, I'll make sure that this is my standard from here on out. And we got back to town and we drove an hour and a half back from Dulles in traffic. And I don't think I ever talked to Odyssey face to face after that because he just literally went boom beyond the planet. And I think that was just such an important moment for low budget because here I was, I had twin boys that were one years old. I had a daughter who was four years old and I was like, yo, I'm out for the next three months. Hmm. And I left. And when I came back, it was beautiful. And I said, Hey, I got so many jewels from these brothers. How do I take this and make my own? And wow. I just been trying to make my own, man. I'm humble. <laughs> wow. That's dope, man. That's a, that's a dope story. I've always wanted yeah. to know the origin. That's dope, man. Yeah. 
So many things yes. started in Odyssey's basement in his mom's house. <laughs> yeah, things started there. Yeah, I mean, he tells that story. He talks about you know yeah. his 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 upbringing when he and Rich, you know, they they used to they never left the house. They would just stay in the basement and just yeah. make beats like also, all the time. So. I also hate calling them Odyssey. Like I, I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's just be normal. Like it's weird. Hey, hey let me call you back. I got I got Odyssey. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Odyssey. Back. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's my question. So um, I'm, I'm going to take it back to sports for a second. Um, right. What made you? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm looking Let's at go. the question and I'm like, Ugh. I think we know the answer to the question now. Okay. No, so what, we don't what know made the you, answer. What we made you question. a Jaguar fan? And it's two parts. Did you still rep the Washington football team even though you're a Jaguars fan? All right, so I became a Jaguars fan because I was a big Jets fan for a long time. Say what? When I moved Damn. In, a Yo, Jets this fan. This is getting worse. Was, this is getting worse. Wow. I know. It's so, worse. Wait, you, were, you, were, you were a fan hey, of the finish. two teams let right now that are the worst yeah, teams. Let, let, yeah, let okay. him finish. Let go ahead, him finish. Go ahead, go ahead. He's taking a drink. That's why you got your car. He's pouring one out right now. Go ahead, go ahead. You got it. So... Let's let's all right. We'll go back and I'm I'll make it quick. All my family's from DC, all of them. Everybody, every single person that I know, I love that's part of my family's from DC. I watch him win the Super Bowl. I was like, yo, this is great. This is way back. Come on. Now, now we move forward. After we move forward, I was like, okay, I'm kind of rocking with the Redskins. Come on. But we I moved to Jersey. Bleep. In no. in Jer- in Jersey. I was in, I was in high center. We're like maybe 20, 30 miles from Philly. And then another 20, 30 miles from Trenton, another 20, 30 miles from Newark. So I was like, how do I get my middle in? But I really liked the Jets at that time. I like loved everything they was doing. And I had this Jet starter jacket. It was like super green. And I was like, yo, this is me. Like I'm, I'm rocking the Jets. <laughs> so I was, I was rocking with the Jets. And then I moved to Jacksonville. When I moved to Jacksonville, it was a broad awakening, like I told you before. But it was this thing called the Jacksonville Municipal Stadium. And it was the home of the Florida Georgia Bowl. And I thought I knew football. I didn't. Uh I saw all these Winnebago's and all this stuff that all these people had. And, like, you'd be on the same street. It'd be Florida or Georgia. It was, and they built a stadium just for that game. Nothing yeah. else happened in that stadium, yep. just the Florida Georgia Bowl. Shit. So <laughs> the year I moved Don't down play. there, I went to the Florida Georgia Bowl and I was like, yo, this is football. I was like, okay, I love basketball, but this is what football really is. It taught me so much. And the boys go work out in the rabbit fields. Like you have three <laughs> acres of fields and like 20, 30 rabbits, and you go gotta catch em. all the rabbits go before you can go home. Yep. That's what football That's was. Your training. Wow. Yeah. And you have a 16-year-old who looks like Natron means another mm. Jaguar reference. There you go. Mm. <laughs> mm. So in that, <laughs> in that, I was like, oh, this is what football really is. And that was 96. That was the year of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I was like, yo, I'm a Jaguar fan. From here on out, I'm here. It's starting, it's building. I remember going to the happy hours at 16 years old, 17 years old, hanging out, drinking beers. Tony Baselli, freaking 
I mean, like just <laughs> a ton of fucking jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And we were 10 miles from the beach. We go to the beach, it'd be a bunch of Jaguar players hanging out. We got to kick it. I was like, yo, this is football. This is what it is. That's nice. And so I became a Jaguars fan. And I've been a Jaguars fan since the day that they started. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry about that. But the second part, uh, I mean, for now, the Bengals fan, right? But the second part, still, the second part is, do you still rep watching football team as well? For sure, okay. for sure. Um, I took my kids to the first um, Thanksgiving game last year. I think it was right. Um, I love the Redskins. I love the Washington football team. I love everything that they're about. I hate the organization owner, but I. L- <laughs> <laughs> Trey. Trey was waiting for that. There's not one right. episode where he doesn't talk about the owner. He, he, he yeah. always talks about the <laughs> Yeah. 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 I, it's all across the board. Definitely. I'm trying to but tell it's you. Funny to, it's funny to me because I'm I'm I really rock with the Washington football team, but my, my home is the Jaguars. And they're the same thing. They're the exact same freaking organization. Like they get the same people, they do the same exact things, and I'm like, I might as well just like dump both teams and yeah, go to Green Bay, go be a Lakers fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, right. Change which sports. makes you a Cowboys fan. Whoa! Yeah. You said Jaguars versus whoa. Washington football team equals Cowboys. What? <laughs> no, it does not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that math makes sense. To whom? <laughs> to whom? <laughs> no, if you're a Lakers fan, that means you're a Cowboys fan. You can shut yeah. the fuck up with that dumb shit. Wow. That's ridiculous. And a, yeah, and a Yankees fan. <laughs> yeah, and a Yankees fan. I don't right. even watch baseball. Oh, what are you <laughs> 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 Sorry, oh. this was, that wasn't uh, targeted at you, Dennis. I think someone's triggered here. Oh, it okay. sounded like it sounded like you said anybody's it a Lakers fan like is a was. Cowboys fan. That's not yeah. true. And right. you. And you anyway, call out this ain't even about this ain't about it's not about us and your hatred for. Well, no, that was personal. Snyder. That was personal, John. <laughs> <laughs> when does it matter? Gotcha. Okay. When does it matter? So, uh, All right, Jay Hill. So my story is similar to yours as far as the switch because I rocked with the skins up until they did. Why well, I keep dirt. saying skins? You know, because that's what they were. Because that's what they were. That's what they were. You know, I'm gonna bleep that shit. So I'm going to bleep it. No, you're not. Well, okay. you're not. I used to rock with them <laughs> when they had Doug Williams, but then after <laughs> no, they, no one cares. The, no one cares. Old dudes say Redskins so, all the time. It don't make a difference. I, exactly. <laughs> I was. I told you. I was at the park. This dude's like, "Yo, man, you see the Redskins last week?" I was like, "You can't say that." He's like, "Fuck you, nigga." I can say what I want. Exactly. <laughs> so I switched to doing the icky shuffle. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you though. Um, but I got a different question since you are born and raised in the city. Shout out Southside. Um, I actually went to. Assumption Catholic School, so I know exactly what church you're talking about. I, that, that's that's funny how history is all around us all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are now seeing somewhat, I'm not even going to say an influx because that's nowhere near where we are, but we got some major artists trying to do, um, for no other way to describe it, our sound. So what is your feeling on when outsiders if you will attempt go go records and 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 how do you are you receptive or does it get any sort of support or respect in your eyes yes yeah, side, side, side note this this basically stems from yeah this the, is an ongoing the, the conversation, conversation. 
This conversation yeah. stemmed from when Stevie Wonder released a song that had some go-go influence, but he didn't use any go-go musicians. And the topic that we talked about was why do DC musicians, why are they so uptight when we hear non-DC bands and artists try to do go-go music? Right. So I guess Jay's question is, how do you feel yeah. about that? Um, yeah. I feel about it the same way the world should feel about it is that especially in 2020 it's a create and release platform before this create and release platform you guys me included we all were creating and releasing um gogo's been bitten forever um you look at kid and play yeah. you look at salt and pepper yeah. you look at jill scott you you know you you continue to move down the lines of where go-go music has been an influence, I think we've looked at it in the wrong way. I think we have to look at it and embrace it. Uh, I had Killer Cal on my show for copious amounts, and um, he was talking about how Snoop was just rocking out to Buddy, you know? And Buddy, we all know Buddy. You know, it's one of the most famous go-go songs we have, but guess what? Snoop identified with it, adapted it, and said, hey, I have to be a part of this movement. I think we have to be more proactive when it comes to making people a part of what we do. Because in any part of the world, in Texas, they got their sound. In the Bay, they got their sound. In Atlanta, they got their sound. In DC, we have our sound. Can we capitalize off of it? Yes, we can. How do we capitalize off of it? By making sure that we bring the artists in and when they come in, we don't cater to them, we cater to us. And we say, hey, this is the music that we make. You should adapt to us because when we go to you and wherever you are, we adapt to you. Um, one of my favorite albums right now, um, the Busta album, Kendrick adapted to Busta and Rhapsody adapted to Busta. And it was like some of those things that chemically it just like, it changed me because I was like, oh, wow what a beautiful way to come in and to adapt to a sound. And in DC, we need to make sure when people come in, they adapt to what we do. We don't adapt to what they do. And Okay. But what about, well, what about, but, but what about people who come in and they don't do the homework and they just assume that all they need is a conga player and a drummer, but they don't study the sound. You so know what it I mean? Like, sound, so it doesn't sound at all like we do. It doesn't sound authentic. That. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. authentic. Um, I say that we put them on the same way that I was here a little bit earlier than when I was supposed to be. I want to make sure that I adapt to what you guys are doing. If we're going to have artists come into what we do, we're the only place on earth where, um, you take smoke, for example, for rare essence, he plays three, four shows a night, but he never leaves DC and he gets paid. He ain't <laughs> never got to work yep. a job. You it's got true. what I'm Big saying? G. Why would, he, why would he say, oh, you're going to come here and record with me, but I got to change what I do? Fuck you. If I went to Dilla's house and he was like, yo, I got to change what I do to cater to you. No, nah, this is what I do. This is what we do. We have such a distinct sound. We have the African sound. We have the beautiful DC sound. You guys have taken it, all of y'all, and took it on the road and taken it and expanded it and made it something that... It's homey. And when I hear you guys, I say, oh, that's home. I don't say anything else. For me, it's like, oh, this is what home is. This is what we are supposed to do. This is our sound. 
Lane, nobody can play the drums like you. Nobody can play the bass like D. Turner. You know what I'm saying? Jay Hill, when he comes in with the accents and, you know, the drips on everything, that is what our music is. It is that because here we are sitting in this room still progressing, even though we're not playing music, we're talking about music. This is our music. This is our culture. If you want to fuck with us, you fuck with our culture. Otherwise, move back. We've had the greats come in here and fuck with our culture. And if you don't fuck with us, then fuck you. But if you mm. fuck with us, you fuck with us for a reason. And you know why? Because we hold the staple. We painted Black Lives Matter outside of the fucking White House. We're the ones who are out here getting it fucking done. So, you know, if you want to fuck with anybody in the United States of America, you got to fuck with D.C. Ooh, I like it. Shout out to Nancy, Amen. too. Nancy is the uh, one. I, I got to get Lance, yep. Nancy's last name. But Nancy... Uh, she's a friend of our, my, my friend Fred Yane. She's the person that kind of broke it that whole Black Lives Matter plaza. She did that. So right. shout out to Nancy. Yeah. I'll get her last name mentioned on the next show. She's she's super cool. Yeah, uh, sure. So my final question, carrying on with the music, what is, if possible, I think it's R, but what is one of your fondest memories of DC Loves Dilla? What was your experience like? Like, what what can you talk about that really stood out to you? Um, DC loves Dilla. Um, and now, keep in mind, we are we keep talking about it. We are going to do a show strictly dedicated to it. So, if you want to spill it now, <laughs> you can. If you want to hold on to it, you can too. <laughs> no, um, one of my greatest DC loves Dilla moments. Um, it was probably at the Howard Theater. Um, I want to say 100% it was at the Howard Theater. And strangely enough, it was rocking with Authentic and it was rocking with Lalo Hood or Lalo. He, I don't even, I don't know what he goes by now. Right. <laughs> right. I think he goes by Lalo now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I say that because I, you know, rewind, you know, maybe five or six years before that. And they wanted me to do official, not official. What was it? Um, oh, Jay Lane helped me. Um, oh, you talking about uh, uh, <laughs> was it truck? No, the first, the first, the first joint off of the J Lib. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I gotta find the name. I know what you're talking about though. Right, oh, but we we did that song. I did that song solo. Right. Yeah. And I totally fucked it up. Like I was trying my best to keep up. And I remember coming off stage and um, DJ Stylus like almost kicked me in my stomach and was like, yo, he's like, I can't believe you even attempted that. And I was like, yo, I have no, I had no choice. And that was like, <laughs> that was my first introduction into doing, you know, stuff with, you know, you guys like, and I was like, it was, it right. was McNasty filth. McNasty yeah. Phil, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And then we got to Howard Theater, and I was like, I get to do McNasty Phil, except I don't have to do anybody's part. I just got to kind of <laughs> fill in and do what I do. And I just remember, like, when we walked off stage, that was one of the few times that people just erupted. And I was like, wow. I was like, what a beautiful opportunity for me to share the stage with my brothers and especially you, John, because you were the curator of this. You you took it to a platform that nobody thought it would go to. Well, and that's to the have, to all y'all, man. No, you did it. 
but to have that to walk off stage um I mean, I got a ton of memories, you know, the Fife Dog yeah. memory. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, just, I remember XM Radio. Um, mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all remember XM Radio. We, we tell oh a fond memory about that show. Oh, yeah. my God. And, you know, I remember holding one up in the air for Dilla. I was in school studying sign language at that time. And this oh, means. word, yo. Yeah, right. this, this means D. And it's number one. And so I was like, yo, hold the one up for Dilla, but this actually means D, like this is for Dilla. This was yeah, after the oh, show. I remember that, yeah. But one of the things I remember is uh, Pete Rock was there and Talib was there. And mm-hmm. then when they left, uh, Pete Rock and Grap, you know, they made sure that they, yeah, they did their brother thing. And every right. time we've done any event in the city, uh, D Street, uh, U Street, U Street Music Hall, they mm-hmm. met up. And they hugged right before mm-hmm. they left. That was beautiful. So it's funny, man. That that performance of McNasty Phil, that that second one that you did at Howard Theater, that was probably one of my favorite performances of that night because that was the first time that we actually had like a legit horn section to mimic those yeah. horns. And because I remember the first time you did that joint and you said you wanted to do it, you were gonna do it by yourself. And I was like, word. You yeah. do all McNasty felt by yourself? Right. And you did it. I mean, <laughs> shit, you did it. <laughs> but I was like, God damn. I don't remember that. I got that recording. <laughs> I, I'm sure remember. I got that recording. I got the, I got the don't recording ever too. send it to me. Don't ever send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> we we listened to wow. that. We listened to that on, on the road one time. I remember because we were we mm-hmm. who were we laughing at, John? We were laughing about uh, We were laughing at That's uh, right. Th- the Let's Ride. It was uh it was uh the dude from Baltimore. Um what's my man's name from Baltimore? The big dude. He does the the B more Love Dealer joint. Um oh, what's oh. Lab Tech one or no no, no Lab Tech. Nah, not uh, the big guy with the dreads. Uh, he he runs B more. Oh, uh, Tislam. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Tislam. Tislam was he was yeah. running out of breath when he was yeah. doing Let's Ride. Yeah. I felt bad. Yeah. I was like, maybe we maybe we maybe we clicked that joint off a little bit too fast for him. <laughs> but he was he was running out of breath. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got to that ooh quicker shit. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna laugh at him because I was probably in the same boat. Like we were all so excited. Like that was it was the hype, man. I probably yeah, clicked, clicked a lot of songs it's off the adrenaline, fast, man. man. No, the, adrenaline. The, listen, the McNasty yeah. Filth joint, that thing, that thing go on that recording. That's one of the that ones that actually goes. goes. Yeah, it yes. was like Shout from, out from the click of the sticks. On the beat, man. Woo. That shit goes. Man. That was that was really fun to play. That was for sure. For sure. Cool, man. Well, I, I think that's that's the question portion that's of it, of who is Camber? <laughs> Thank you for coming yeah. on the show, brother. Like, no, for sure, legit, man. It's been it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, uh, stick around because we're gonna have you. We do this uh, to wrap up the show. We always do an artist of the week, and we want to get your take on artist of the week too. So when we come back, we'll have more with Camber. This is Sports and Things. Hey, this is Trey Ely. Do you have a hot take or a topic you'd like for us to debate? Just hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Now back to this week's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. Uh, we're going to get into our Artist of the Week. And since we have Campbell, who is an actually a dope MC and artist himself, we're going to have you lead off with your Artist of the Week. Um, anybody listening to... 
anything you think somebody should be listening to that listen to our podcast just, just give out your artist of the week um my artist of the week right now is always my artist ever it's bob marley that's my artist of the week uh, i love me some bob marley i listen to him every day long if i gotta switch outside of bob marley um i'm listening to Right now, I'm listening to Busta Rhymes, man. I, I, I'm absolutely in love with his album. It's like maybe two skips that I got, but other than that, that's my artist of the week. I'll, I'll say Busta all day long. I'm, I'm loving the album right now. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, let's go Trey. All right, so my artist of the week, I'm going... Wow. <laughs> she's going to steal you for this. So I'm going with somebody local. Um, all of our home go- girl, uh, ugh, <laughs> all like of that. our Take home two? girl, Deborah Bond, um, hey. home girl. Um, I didn't and, call Deborah. Old. I called your choice old. No, no, no. You called Deborah. Yeah, he, old. He, he, try, he trying to get out he of it. I'm <laughs> snitching. I, I know how old Deborah is. So do I. She just celebrated what? She's 42 now. 43, She's 74 44? years old. What are you talking about? Damn. Uh oh. <laughs> She's Johnny. Hey, hey, hey. She, she looks amazing. Mm. She looks amazing. Mm. We have I didn't say any of this. I said no. that she's a dope artist. She looks great. And her album, Madam Palindrome, is super, super dope. And yeah. it's produced by our homies, Third Logic. Shout out to our homeboys. Um, Funky Chuck. Yeah. She got a new album. She got a new album. Oh, wow. <laughs> No, he said Funky yeah. Chuck. He ain't say Funky oh, Chuck. Oh, Funky Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, knew, I knew he thought that. I knew he thought that. Everything That's that why comes, I said wow. Wait, everything <laughs> that comes out of my mouth is not evil. I said Funky <laughs> Chuck. Shout nah, out to Third I was Logic. Like, what Funky is this? Chuck. A bass player beef hey, going on here? Hey, no, it's Funky, <laughs> listen, Chuck. Funky Chuck, my homie, bro. Like <laughs> Funky Chuck is my homie. Shout out to Funky <laughs> Chuck. Shout out to uh, Kanan Cherry and shout out to the homie Robbie McDonald. That's Third Logic. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, but she she got a new album. She's coming, <laughs> out. She's coming out with. I think it's it's produced by this other bass player um, from uh, Richmond. Um, I think his name is Brandon Brandon Lane. He so. did the whole record. Oh yeah, he did a majority of the record. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, he's a dope producer, man. I know Brandon. Okay. Uh, he was working with yeah. um with Kia Bennett. Yeah, Kia Bennett got a group. Dude, Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. He just moved yeah. up here too, like this year. So yep. shout out to him. What's up, uh, John? So I during the break got an alert that my package. I had a package that was delivered. So my artist of the week. Amazon is the group Cherie. The name of the album. Um, this this is this is uh, I'm, I'm on video. This is why I'm, you're hearing some pauses. I'm showing the fellas this record. Uh, the name of the album is called Murphy's Law, and um, it may look familiar to some of you. It may sound familiar to some of you, but I'm gonna just go ahead and say this record was sampled by Dilla. If y'all know the De La Soul um, record called um, I think it's called Summer in the City. The joint that goes down, 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 boom, that's this record right here. And another beat that Dilla did that is um, another phenomenal artist, Domi Keys. Uh, it's one of her favorite songs uh, as well. So Cherie Murphy's Law is my artist of the week. Nice. Jay Hill? So um, I am actually happy to hear that um, it's a lot of our 
uh, respectable. I'm not going to say favorites because they may not be your favorite, but a lot of our respectable Uh-oh. rappers um, are able to get some shine again. My um, artist of the week is DJ K Slay. Because hey. he's got yeah. a record out that has easily, no exaggeration, probably 50 plus artists on it. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> All that joint they put on YouTube. He got one song, he got one 10 minute song that's got probably 25 of those 50. But he got joint, I mean, he got joint. Like, <laughs> yeah. No bullshit, no bullshit. I saw, I saw the video on YouTube. No the shit is killing though. Yeah, it's like they rapping over one beat. Yeah. Yo, Sheik Loosh and I mean, everybody. Styles P, they just set name it off. Just name Styles it. Set it off. Like, he, got, he, got a, he got a joint with Buster. That's how they start off. Right. And Junior Gong. That's just off the chain. Like, he's he's got all kinds of people. And it's, and if you look at the like the YouTube, he the I think the beginning of that 10-minute track that you're talking about, Dennis, he got, um, he got the dude from um, Power, Tommy, from Power, like, like playing a scene, like giving him a big up, like, yo, K, man, you got to hit these streets. He's like, no, nah, I don't do that no more. He said, man, I said, you got to hit these streets. <laughs> and then it just goes in. Like, it, I mean, it's, wow. it's a really dope record. And it's the one, like, okay, the one I saw had um... It's kind of like the return of DJ Clue. Right. You know what I mean? Like we getting right. DJ some love again and we getting all, but the thing about it is it's all, like I said, artists that we're familiar with. So it's right. not the it's not the it's not the new no 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 disrespect to the new shit, but it's not the new shit. It's all people that oh shit I ain't heard that man in a minute. He got Memphis Bleak. He got Memphis Bleak. Golly, he got right. drag he on. found him. Right, that's what I'm saying. See, that's what I'm trying to say. He's got like all of these artists that oh shit I ain't heard that voice in a minute. Hell yeah, and they writing dope shit. And then he has a lot of people that we don't know because ultimately it's still a to 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 one degree it's still a New York thing. But he actually has Ice T on this song. Yeah, I remember that one. Ice <laughs> like he got was... Ice T. Like he got Ice T. MC Eight. It's it like it's the list is long. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Shout out to MC Eight. He's one of my favorite rappers. It ended Gia. with um. It ended with Royce the Five Nine, Gia. right? Because Royce the Five Nine had like did. sixteen bars. He it had did. more bars than anybody yeah. else. But the it, thing about MC Eight, John, he 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 kind of could never recover from DJ Quick. You know, you left the G out your really? name because you ain't no G. Like that, like that, that, that line was forever the 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 coldest thing I've ever heard. That's why they call you. <laughs> That's why you spell it like that. You love the G. Uh, you know, it, you Trey, <laughs> Trey tried to make uh, Trey tried to make Memphis Bleak sound like Eddie Kane or something. <laughs> 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 like, is he oh, under the bridge? Know where he was? Yeah. <laughs> is he under the bridge? Like, is that your I chick? Got, I still got the is outfit on. I still got it. I still, I still got, got the moves. Is that your chick? <laughs> Jay Z don't want you, nigga. <laughs> is that your chick? <laughs> me and Missy meet late on. Is that, that your chick? So stupid. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. But yeah, case late. All right, <laughs> who you got, Dennis? My artist of the week is Alex Isley. Um, she had a record in 2015 oh. called uh, Luxury. She just released a single in October too, but she's dope. Check out her her um. Wasn't she your artist of the week before? I was gonna, I was gonna say yeah, that, man. I'm gonna she, let him have it. Listen, I'm gonna listen. let him have it. I can have. Okay. It can be the same person. Twice. I like her music. Where, 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 All right, Micah. Okay. Brandy, Brandy's gonna come up again too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, just let like y'all know. I'm gonna say full insane. moon like three more times before the year out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, how many episodes we got before the year's out? We got like three or four more episodes. Huh? Yeah, you got to say it every week then. I can do that. She got enough records. She better than Monica. So, oh, but Alex Eisman. Wow. I said it. 
Ooh, do something about words. it. And on that okay. note, they're not fighting words. Did you see their verses? Like legit. No, I Brandy, did not. You, Brandy you was smash mouthing her with hits, and then Monica was sneaked like the boys minding there. Like, wait a minute, that's you, both of our songs. You know, you know like, how yeah, I feel. You know but how I started I feel about it. those verses, man. No. They're terrible. Yeah. Um. So that's my artist of the week, Alex Isley, Luxury, 2015. Check that record out. And that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I want to thank Camber for coming on. And real quick, Camber, yeah. you plug, um, plug your what show, you got, plug man? your what record, you everything you got going on. Tell people where they can find your stuff. Find your record, find your show, social the, media, all that stuff, man. Yo, for sure. Uh, find me at uh, at Camber Everything, K A I M B R. Uh, copious amounts, everything. That's what we're doing. Please go to YouTube, copious amounts. If you want to find it, copious amounts, and then put a little space in between that bar and put K-A-I-M-B-R, Camber, and it's going to pop up. Please like, subscribe, everything that we're doing. We got a ton of people coming through. We got surprise guests coming through. Uh, Like I said, we're on episode 17 and 10 just dropped. So we got everyone from the D.C. area representing and that's what we trying to do it's food it's love it's cooking as well as music here we are yo yo how did we get the name camber <laughs> just oh yeah just just give me that story all right so uh i grew up with the god body um and in the god body that's knowledge uh camber means king of law master born ruler um i was born in 79 that means God born and me being a five percenter. A lot of time when we growing up, it was King of Law, Master Born Ruler. You got to look in yourself and tell yourself sometimes this is who I am. This is who I am. I'm here with y'all. I love y'all. And guess what? That's what the name comes from. It doesn't come from anything else. We're from looking in the mirror and saying, hey, this is who <laughs> I am. And guess what? You, Jay Hill, fucking Jay Lane. D. Turner and another light skinned nigga with a bald head. I love you. <laughs> Trey Ely. Trey Ely. Give it to him, man. Trey Ely. I know he got like five mics. He got five mics right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm posting right now. <laughs> oh, this nigga about to be his artist of the week. Hey, I think hey, Priest, Nomad, to, Priest, Priest of Nomad said he's an MVP according to his theory. I think uh, I think Cambridge just came up with the title of this show. That is hilarious. <laughs> hey yo, uh, on top of that, I just want to recommend to everybody my favorite Cambridge album is the Alexander Green Project. Oh man, the way you flow over Kev Brown's beats and all the other low-budget crew, like that record is phenomenal. It's like one of my favorite records. I play that shit on Bandcamp all the time. I ha- I bought it off of Bandcamp, and I am I just listen to it off Bandcamp because I want you to get the streams. But well, everybody, see, go check see, out the Alexander Green Project. That's dope, but the tribute he did to Pig Pun was like even more Oh, dope. but that was, oh, yeah. Oh, you know I, I, mean? can't, I can't deny that. Like, I can't saying, deny like, that. That, that tri- what was the name of that one? Yo, man, fuck all that shit. Like, I did all that shit. <laughs> that shit don't matter. That was no 2011. Don't matter. Why are we talking about 2020? We got about black shit? stuff. He got a new album out, people. He got a new joint yeah, out. What's right the new now. joint? You Yo. got a new joint? What's the new joint, Cable? Yo, Black Earth, me and Howard B. Knox, uh, Queens representative. Sure. The, sure. the kid went in, 
and we we wanted to do an album where we just like just kind of just smash mouth you know what hip-hop is but in saying that i got three more projects coming out i got one with my boy nathaniel star uh shout oh, out to shout him. out to things charlottesville, yeah charlottesville virginia like i literally went to judas yesterday and laid seven freaking verses and hooks for him uh shout out to my man judo we got an ep coming shout out to my boy sean born sean born yeah we got an album out it's me and him we calling it nino green like uh you know nino you know what i'm saying yep. from mm-hmm. way back in the day yep. but yo let me tell you something uh sean got into doing beats again and i'll tell you guys this oh he, wow okay he taught odyssey how to make beats yeah and now he's gotten back into beats and we got like a fire 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 album so me and sean got an album coming out and it's three projects deep and i'm still working it's copious amounts uh please come through i love all of y'all y'all can come through we can make a ton of food I just, sure. I love there, everything man. you guys are doing, sports and things. This is what it is. It's beautiful. Yo, shout out, Cameron, man. Thank yeah, you so much for being you. on, bro. You, bro. Thank you for uh, coming to the show, man. man. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no doubt. No well, this doubt. is this has been Sports and Things, everybody. Again, I'm your host, Dennis Turner. We have John Lane, Trey Ely, and John Lane, uh, Jay Hill. <laughs> and right. you, say you say it twice. You say Right. I mean, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> The music's playing at this point in the show anyway. It doesn't make a difference. It's like, it's playing this off anyway. Hey, and our special up, guest, Camber. Wrap it up, B. Yeah, wrap it up. Hit that gavel, B. <laughs> With the wrap it up box, you Thank two you can get out of your pocket. Sure, hey, well, let, let me finish plugging the shit. Would y'all shut up. <laughs> right. Make sure you check us out every Saturday on Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, I think now they're, they're playing our show every three hours like we play at 12 o'clock and they just play all the shows. okay we're like 12 to, 12 to 4 on on, on the um unhinged sports network make sure you go to um fanatics.com and buy some merchandise tell them we sent you we get a little, you get a little discount from that um and uh yeah check us out wherever you find podcasts apple spotify iheart music Google podcast, all that stuff. It's been real. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. He's free.
Yeah, we got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go, Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos, podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things from rookies who ball the vets who about to get more rings, plus more things like a jam session or something. Then we beefing cause our favorite team, John like slumming, John like pumping, over podcasts and steady every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or Astro Turf with balls and cleats like that, y'all. Talking sports and things, talking sports and things. Priest and Nomad, uh, talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Drake Hill, talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. For listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.